This is Wordfall, with historical novelist Rosanna M. White, offering our words to the Lord at the crossroads of faith, family, and fiction. Taking the long way. Do you ever stop to wonder how different our lives might look if, instead of searching for the most expedient way, we looked for the most meaningful? The word shortcut has existed in the English language since the 1500s, but I'm sure the idea has been around long before that. Because generally speaking, no matter what we might say about joy being found in the journey, we are all about the destination, and our goal is usually to get there as quickly as possible. I admit I do this. I have found the quickest path to the mailbox. I've experimented to find the quickest route to places I go regularly. I've even developed a method for the quickest way to dry off when I get out of the shower, without missing any spots, of course. In my brain, this is just reasonable. The less time I spend getting there, the more time I spend being there, right? Then I got a Garmin Forerunner watch, which counts my steps and sets my activity goals for the day, and suddenly my math changed. When I stepped outside to get the mail, I had this moment of debate. If I go the quick way, I'll get the mail faster and be back inside working in no time. But if I take the long way around, I'll get a couple hundred more steps toward my daily goal. That first day, I took the sort of longer way around the garden plot rather than through the woods. But as the weeks went on, I started looking for longer and longer routes to the mailbox. Now I find myself walking all along the driveway loop rather than cutting through the yard at all. Because my metric has changed. My goal shifted. I realized that the two minutes I might save in time was worth trading for the extra movement. One day, as I walked that longer path, I meandered by the wind chimes hanging from a tree, and the melody, chaotic but beautiful, spoke something to my soul. Sometimes, it seemed to say, you just need to take the long way. Those words stayed with me. I knew I wanted to ponder it and write about it, but I wasn't sure what I was going to say. After all, a longer route to the mailbox for the sake of fitness isn't exactly a deep spiritual epiphany, you know? But I started to wonder if Jesus ever gave us this example, and I think he did. There are several times in the Gospels where Jesus sends the disciples on ahead, and he goes off by himself to pray. The earliest examples in Matthew 14, after he feeds the 5,000. The disciples all get in a boat and go directly across the water to their next destination, the quickest route. But Jesus opts for a different path. He dismisses the multitude and goes up the mountain to pray. (laughs) Talk about the long way, right? I've noticed this before, of course, and thought it really cool that he took a bit of a retreat to renew himself and the Father, but I'd never really paused to consider that he did this and knew he should do it because getting to the other side as quickly as possible was not the goal he should have. Of course, it is also worth noting that the disciples didn't in fact get there ahead of him. They ended up storm-tossed, and he caught up with them walking on the water. Another great example of how life often works, right? We think we're on the quick path, then the storm comes. All our carefully laid plans are washed away, and there we are, out on the sea with a tempest roaring around us. Maybe we're tempted to think, why, God, why didn't you warn me? Why didn't you tell me to take the other way? And maybe sometimes he says in reply, you never listen when I do tell you to take the long way, so sometimes I just have to slow you down like this. Because I think it's on that longer path that we often find God, that we can hear his voice and the music of a wind chime, that we can feel the brush of his fingers in the touch of the wind. It's when we slow down and shift our focus that we learn the lessons he's been trying to whisper into our ear. 
How often did Jesus answer a direct question with a long, wandering answer in the form of a parable? More often than not, right? Even there, he took the long way around. He could have just answered directly, but there was a reason he didn't. He knew, even in conversation, that directness may be what we think we want, but it isn't what we need. When we really need to dwell deeply on a topic, he forces us to do so by taking us on a little journey to the answer. At one of my first Tea Party book clubs, my virtual assistant, Rachel, caught my attention when she used the same phrase. She'd been talking about her son, Ezra, and the trial they went through when he was a baby, born without an immune system. She said, we wanted God to heal him right now with a big miracle, but God made us take the long way. Today, Ezra has a fully functional immune system, and he is a healthy, happy boy. And as a mama, I know Rachel would have preferred he got there all at once. We tend to think, just think of the testimony we'd have if you gave us a miracle, God. But sometimes God says, and think of the glory you get to give me every day through this when I take you on the long way. Think of all the opportunities you have to praise and trust me when every day you have a reminder of how dependent on me you are. Think of how much more miraculous it is that I protect you every day from the worst. We see things through linear, chronological, 24-7 eyes, but God sees things through the lens of eternity. To him, I don't think the long way is any less expedient than the right now. We may see it as having to wait, as languishing in misery or pain, as waiting for a healing, for a miracle, for God to move. But he sees it, I think, as prepping the soil for the life that will grow there, as showing us something we need to learn first, as being made ready for what he's going to do. When the man blind from birth was healed, Jesus said his blindness was not because of any sin, but for the glory of God. Still, he was a grown man. How long was he out on the streets begging before Jesus came along? He could have come sooner, you know. He could have sought this man out before, but he didn't. He waited for the perfect time in his grand plan. And you'll notice that this man doesn't say, Why did you take the long way, Jesus? Why didn't you find me years ago? No. He says, I know this. I once was blind, but now I see. A vision he wouldn't have appreciated without those years of darkness first. So maybe it isn't even that it should be more about the journey than the destination. Maybe the truth is we can't always even appreciate arriving at the destination if we don't live through a few detours first. And maybe it's because when we can't shift our focus off of our goals, we miss what his are for us. Maybe we need to make it a point sometimes to take the long way and see what music he sends our spirits when we do. Check out rosannamwhite.com for information about me or my books and to subscribe to my newsletter. This episode of Wordfall is brought to you by the Tea Party Book Club. Books, tea, great conversation, all from the convenience of your own home. To see what this month's book is and to reserve a seat, go to rosannamwhite.com and click the Tea Party Book Club tab or follow the link in the show notes. Wordfall is a proud part of the White Fire Podcast Network. Please visit whitefire.tv slash podcast for other shows I know you'll love.